I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome back to Snacks with Stein. This is a special episode of Snacks with Stein. I'm Christy. I'm here, as always, with Danielle, who is actually in California. And our very good friend, Kenny, who is coming to us from Virginia. Say hi, everybody. Hola. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And before we get started, before we get going on this special episode... Kenny is the uh, creative director of his local haunt. It's called Scream Loco. And Kenny, will you please tell everybody just a little bit about that so that if they're in the area, they can come check it out. Or if you're not in the area, then you can go on the Facebook page and like follow and see what everybody's doing. We are brand new this year. This is a huge, has been like a passion project of mine. You can check us out at ScreamLoco.com. We're in Loudoun County, Virginia. So... Uh, pretty much the Northern Virginia area. If you are local, you can check us out. We are pretty uh, badass, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I think we're like a really kick-ass season, and uh, I'm just really excited for it. But yes, you can check us out at scream.com, um, S-C, you know, scream, duh, uh, L-O-C-O.com. And we'll post those links as well, uh, again, in our Facebook group and on Twitter. Kenny, is it like all um, like an enclosed haunt? Is it partially outside? Like what, like what's the setup? So um, it is outdoors, but also indoors. (laughs) Different areas. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Um, Yeah. Well, I um, don't want to give too much away. It's our first season, like I said, but um, we are post-apocalyptic themed. So we're actually... We're, we're doing it on the Graydon Manor estate, an abandoned manor. We're not going to be in the manor, but we will have VIP experiences actually uh, inside the abandoned manor, which actually, so we have like party rooms that people can rent out um, oh, wow. for their friends. And we've partnered with a local brewery, Vanish Brewery, who will be uh, setting up a bar. <laughs> uh, in there so you'll get to, like, hang out in an abandoned manor and have your own like party rooms and tables and um and you know and drink <laughs> which is great um and then you know the uh rest of the experience will be uh outdoors but i won't say too much other than that sure but it is a post-apocalyptic experience um where our mutants myself included are waiting to take you through a terrifying experience. That's so smart. I've I've never heard of a haunt where you could like walk through it and then go have a drink because everybody's adrenaline's already high. Like that's a right. That's a pretty good idea. I love that. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm really excited. Um, I will be doing some. Uh, I will mostly be line acting. Um, so I will get to mess with people in the line, but then also like go and mess with people in the house, which is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's amazing. Well, everybody go check it out. We're going to post some links as well. Um, and if you're in the area, definitely uh, go out there and, and see him. I'm sad that we all live so far away because you know we would come and see you. Even though I don't really do haunts because I, I like to think that I do haunts. And then I get in the line for the haunt. And then I remember that I don't do <laughs> haunts. That you don't do haunts. <laughs> I'm too, like, yours looks too scary for me. Like, I can do, like, horror nights at Universal Studios, and that's, like, for babies. Like, yours looks really scary. I don't think I can do it. That is such a huge compliment. I would walk up to it and go, hi, Kenny, goodbye. (laughs) You can't give me a hug because you're in character, but we love you. You could just just stay in the manor and just Yeah, that's true. That's that's I, where me yeah. and Daniel are. Yeah. We're in the manor. Well, yeah. And then you just get to watch everyone else, like, get scared. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. for. <laughs> That's amazing. Danielle, do you want to um, kind of tell everybody a little bit about our special episode today? Kind of what we're doing? Yeah. And- you kept calling it special, but we didn't know why it was special. So it's special because we have a special guest. That's why it's special. And special guest. I'm special guest. You are special. And to kick off spooky season, we kind of like we talked about on our most recent episode, Christy and I have decided to start watching the Goosebumps TV show, which is near and dear to my heart. She has never watched it. I believe Kenny has watched it, right? Oh, for sure. Christy, okay. I'm sorry. You never watched this? Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm odd man out again. Uh, this is not something that we got. Like, I came up poor in the Panhandle of Texas in a single wide trailer, and we got like four channels. And if it wasn't in the heat of the night, I probably didn't see it. Because <laughs> it was on Fox. And most, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what they had. In we Texas. got four, five, and nine. And then there was like a Fox like. Uh, secondary station but like all I remember is like Wheel of Fortune we didn't get cable till I was in the sixth or seventh grade Christy's in for a treat because they're pretty great so um <laughs> what we're doing is we're kicking off spooky season by watching the show and Kenny is joining us because we're covering the haunted mask tonight which was actually the premiere of the Goosebumps TV show so they started out with a bang with this one and it was released on October 27th 1995 on Fox and then I found some interesting facts because I remember watching it on TV and then I also remember renting the video multiple times from Blockbuster like thereafter and it turns out that it was released on VHS in March of the following year so in 1996 and it was the 75th best-selling home video of that year oh, wow. and the 12th best-selling children's video. And it sold 500,000 copies its first week and a total of two and a half million in 1996. So it was a really big deal at the time, especially for a spooky show. And for, you know, I mean, it was prime time for Goosebumps. The series had just started. Howlin' Mask is book number 11. So they... They kicked it off big. And I remember this because it was like a big deal. And it was first, you know, I was 
like seven. So it was scary to me at the time. And it was a two part episode, which a lot of the big ones ended up being um, throughout the series. So yeah, it was kind of an event when this was on. And I still watch it every year at Halloween because it's just fun. Yeah, it, the, I always remember the like two parters just always being like, you know, they always stop it at like the most like climatic, climactic moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least you think it is, but then when it returns, it was like not. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, they set it up to make you think that it was really like, you know, <laughs> this big thing. And then they would usually follow it up with like, okay, well. You know, it just wasn't as intense. <laughs> no. Right. But when you're a kid, it's like mega intense. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, the vibes aren't matching. The energy just isn't right. Yeah. So that is what we're doing. And if you want to watch it too, it is on Netflix. So yeah. you can watch it. it. You can watch it with us as well. And I think it's, I think it's family friendly. I mean, there's super cheese ball. So if you have little ones, it's not that. It's really not. It's nothing. Yeah. So it's family friendly. The acting is bad. It's super you know, bad. It's We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Good old 90s stuff. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So yeah. So really laid back episode. This is similar to the vibe that we have when we do Just Beyond. Uh, we're all really good friends, so we're probably going to go on different tangents about different horror things. So if you want us to stay on topic and you're going to get real mad about it, you should just leave now. Um, before we jump in, I uh, want to ask everybody about snacks because we are also a snack podcast. We are pro snacks. My snack is liquid tonight because I had kind of a shit evening. So I'm having a very, very full glass of Cabernet. I'd like to tell you what it is, but I really don't fucking care. And the bottle's way in the kitchen. Kenny? You're not going to be sponsored by them. <laughs> oh, I have two chocolate chip cookies from Costco (gasps) and a zero sugar (laughs) sparkling ice (laughs) uh, flavored uh, peach nectarine sparkling water. That's less sexy. Danielle, what do you got? So mine is also liquid. Well, I had a cookie before I started the show because I was hungry. And then (laughs) mine is a Coke from McDonald's. So I don't know if anyone has the same feelings that I do about fountain soda at fast food restaurants, but it hits different. And there's something about McDonald's Coke. I don't know what they put in it. Maybe it's drugs. I don't know, but it tastes better. So that's (laughs) that's what I'm having. I dated a guy one time. His family owned a very successful chain restaurant in uh, Oklahoma, and I'm not going to say the name, but he swore that as far as fountain drinks were concerned, ice was a scam because it's already cold when it comes out. So you're just robbing yourself of pop. So he never, so every time we went through a drive-thru or anything, he always had to be like, no ice. <laughs> okay, well, I like we it. don't need that type of negativity in our lives because when I have a fountain soda, I want it filled to the brim with ice because I want yeah. it as ice cold as possible. Same. Also, Christy, I thought you were about to say that you were dating <laughs> a guy whose family owned Coke for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, no. This this is and a very successful say, fast food chain in Oklahoma. His family owned it. Nice. His mother had a mink but, coat. Ooh, wow. a real one. Nice. We don't. I mean, not for the mink, mean. but yeah. no, right? <laughs> I had never seen one in person before, and she was like, "Oh, look at my coat." I was like, "That's nice." <laughs> <laughs> great any hoodles sorry it doesn't doesn't uh it doesn't matter um so we're gonna we're gonna get going here so i'm driving of course i generally do on the special episodes sorry about it so danielle already told us that this aired in 1995 our director for the haunted mask uh two-part series is timothy bond and if you look him up on IMDb, he's directed, like, literally hundreds of TV shows and, like, made-for-TV movies. So I pulled a couple that we might know him from. So he has directed on The New Ghost Rider Mysteries, 1997. He's directed several of these uh, Goosebumps episodes. He did Night of the Living Dummy. He did More Monster Blood. The Hercules series, the TV series that used to be on with Kevin Sorbo. Mm-hmm. Like the live, yes. The live action. He directed a number of those. Um, he directed some Sliders episodes, Outer Limits, Touched by an Angel, Due South, and the RoboCop TV series. Um, oh there was also a Friday the 13th TV series that aired from 1987 to 1989. And he directed uh, nine of them. Hmm. And then he was also a director on the 1989 World War. Excuse me, War of the Worlds TV series. Uh, he directed a few episodes of that. Wow. Well. So he's this, a TV guy. Yeah, this dude has like tons of titles. Like it's ridiculous. It just goes on and on. And some of it's like spooky, but some of it's not. Like I said, he he, he directed a number of Touched by an Angel <laughs> episodes. So he's not strictly a Which horror so dude. Random. It's like, totally how do you go from like Friday the 13th to Touched by an Angel? I feel like he's just a dude that maybe like gets passed around like different recording studios maybe like they're like hey we're making this show and we need a direct I don't know he's done a ton of stuff Haunted Mask starring Catherine Long Colin Fox and Catherine Short um, and really quick I wanted to get into the creature creator because the the mask for for this episode and we'll get into it a little bit more is pretty iconic right like when we think Haunted Mask this is the mask that we think of. So I wanted to know who created it. And if you Google it, you're going to get a number of answers because some people will chalk it up to like the art director. Um, but I think that is, oh Lord, I'm going to butcher this name. Ron Stefanik. S-T-E-F-A-N-I-U-K. Stefanik. Okay. But he is the creature creator uh, for this one, and he also created a ton of things for some of the other uh, Goosebumps. He's he's the main creature creator for this series. Um, he also worked on Odd Squad. Do you remember Odd Squad? Is that past no. before your time, nope. past your time? Nope. Uh, my kids watched Odd Squad. It was a PBS show. He worked on The Thing. He was a puppeteer for The Thing. He worked on Bride of Chucky. He has puppeteer credits for Bride of Chucky. But his, um, if you go to his website, it is www.steffxstudio.com it has like full color pictures of all his creature work all his prop work 
um, all his prosthetic work. It's amazing. And he has listed under his prosthetic work, he has this mask from the Haunted Mask. So this is the guy. This is the guy that made it. The guy. He's also more recently done some work on um, DC Titans and The Boys. Oh, okay. He's done still work. He's still working. He does prop work for those two shows. Okay. <laughs> Pretty cool. So yeah, little bit of little bit of background there on our on our people that brought us this lovely episode. So when we um when we open on this, like I said, I never saw the show. This song slaps. Like this intro is great. <laughs> it's like a very I was I was like dancing around in my chair. It's like this oh, is amazing. Sure. Can you imagine every child in the 90s? Like, it was, you don't understand how hyped it was. Get you hyped up. Come on. I mean, it, it was intense. And, like, I was a diehard. Like, like I, was, I was actually a part of the Goosebumps, like, the official Goosebumps fan club. Me too. <laughs> so, and you could, all, you could sign up for the Goosebumps fan club, and they would send you, like, merch and different things. How did like you that. sign like, up? Um... <sighs> That part has, I don't know. That was my parents' job. <laughs> I believe, well, now that I've been getting the books again, I believe it's through the book. Like, there's a form. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. There was a like form a, in the back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, like, an insert or form in the book, which was really smart. Um, and so, like, I had, like, you know, they had the keychains. They had the little, like, all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The little, like, they had, like, pencil sharpener or like pencil holders that had um like it was a coffin and when you opened it like there was a skeleton that like came up out of the coffin and it was holding and it would hold your pencils (laughs) yeah i remember so was this Um, like a catalog situation or is this this like promotional merch that they would just send out i think it was just like promotional merch yeah but I recall it was like being in the fan club, right? Because I was also, I was also a card carrying member of the Lisa <laughs> Frank fan club. And, <gasps> oh, I love Lisa Frank. It's like Danielle's two personalities. <laughs> <laughs> so, in what I recall is that it would you, you would get pay whatever you paid right for the fan club, similar with Lisa Frank, and then they would either show you or tell you or like, you know, tell you this is what you're going to get as being part of the fan club. And then as long as you kept paying the due, you know, whatever it was, you got the little special thing. So like, I have a fanny pack. I have that pencil holder. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And like the Lisa Frank stuff was, you know, like a special sticker sheet or, you know, pencils. So it was like that kind of thing. And you got a little card that said, like, you're an official member. And like, you Uh felt all cool. And we all know you were a sticker girl. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the tents? Like, you know, back in the 90s, you had like the tents were all the like all the craze. And you would have like Barbie tents. And they're just like. Like a play tent? Yeah, like play tents. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um. Like I had the I had the goosebumps one, and so I thought I was the coolest thing ever, and I would just like chill in my tent while reading goosebumps books. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> so cool. No other people allowed. No other. No people. goals allowed. Fuck off, mom! I'm reading. I love it. 
<laughs> so yeah, so uh, my first first experience with the the show, it's gonna hype me every time. I love it. I love that song. Um, it's still one of my ringtones to this day. It's we need a ringtone. I bet we could get I it. I have the goosebumps. No, I have it. I have oh, the okay. goosebumps song as a ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the show opens, uh, and it's R.L. Stein, right? And he's doing his best Robert Stack impression. Um, <laughs> that is exactly what I thought when he came up and started doing this whole monologue. I was like, where's the fog and like your overcoat? Like it is, it's like the opening to Unsolved Mysteries. Um, and I've never heard his voice before. I know that he's been on like a ton of interviews and stuff. I don't, I haven't had the time to look at it. So I don't know why I didn't expect him to sound that way. <laughs> His what voice did you is kind of different. Him to sound like? I don't know because he's always so quiet. Like when he does like cameos, like he he says like a word or two. Um, but like this is the most I think I'd ever heard him. And you guys grew up with him sounding like that. <laughs> so like as an adult coming into it, having read a, like a lot of his work, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I thought he was going to sound like. Well, yeah. It it's like the first that. time I saw what Stephen King looked like. I'm like, that's what he looks like? <laughs> that dude? Yeah, it's that dude. <laughs> so we get our little intro from Mr. Stein. Um, and in my Netflix, it's showing in like full screen, right? So there's got the black bars on each side. It's like a big square. Um mm-hmm. And the, the quality is terrible. Uh, we have Carly Beth and Sabrina, and they're walking by the ominous costume shop, right? And there's this anonymously creepy shop owner, and he's given the one-eyed squint, like, out the window <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. The, the, like, Scooby-Doo, like, you dang kids. Exactly yep. right. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> And all I wrote here was her bangs. <laughs> her bangs, though. Y'all, it is the thinnest layer of bangs I have ever seen. Oh, for sure. Um, would those be called wispy bangs? No. <laughs> no, they sit so on like, top of her eyebrows. <laughs> I don't think so. Like looking at pictures of this actress, uh, yeah. Catherine Long, like so when she got older, it looks like they still stayed just as wispy, but they just kept getting shorter. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Is it doll bangs now? Um, and then, oh. the, well, look, the latest picture that I could find is actually very like we've been done apart to the side, so now all we see is uh, forehead. I love a side part. And we've got like a, a very like severe side part businesswoman-esque situation going on. <laughs> She's grown up now, Kenny. She means business with her side part. She's not the Carly Beth we knew anymore. Being right. business So they are walking home, right? And we learn that Carly, Carly Beth is kind of a scaredy cat. Hey guys, why are we pumpkin shopping at night with no parents around? Like, are we stealing from this pumpkin patch? Is this well, a proper I mean, pumpkin patch? Did we creep onto somebody's yard? I'm very confused. 
Y'all know as well as I do that there are never parents in any of these books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got merch about it. But I'm going to tell you what, exactly. And so, which is so weird because, like, I just could not relate. <laughs> Why would you go pumpkin picking in the middle of the goddamn night? Like, what? You can't see anything. You're not going to get that. very weird. Well, maybe they were coming back from the pumpkin. Maybe they. Yes. Maybe they just. Well, anywho. I, I honestly forgot that the show opened like this because, like, I watch every year, but my brain was like, oh, yeah, it does open on this weird spot in the where they're pumpkin picking in the dark. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for no <laughs> reason. I like her little yeah. flashlight, though. It looks like a lantern. Um, yeah. It's- so we're looking for a pumpkin for no reason in the middle of the night. And Chuck and Steve jump out and scare Carly Beth, and they, they hurt her feelings. And Aww, Chuck and Steve. Chuck and Steve. And I have to tell you, I was not... This is way more after school Hallmark special than I thought it was going to be. Like, there's a lot of, like, feelings and soft background music (laughs) happening. (laughs) I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Sabrina's trying to calm Carly Beth down. And we learn that, like, all the kids just love to scare Carly Beth. It's the funnest thing to do. Everybody does it all the time. And so all of these, like, you know, friends are like, they pretty much pick on her and then like, then proceed to tell her how much they care about her, which is weird. So her frenemies Mm -hmm. are like very caring, I guess. And then at the end of this kind of strange scene, we get this scary shop owner again, who's like creeping in the bushes and listening to their conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. Carly Mm -hmm. Beth goes home and uh, we meet mom who is just as weird as I thought she'd be. Um, And she shows her the infamous Carly Beth head, Uh, the sculpture made out of plaster of Paris. Um, And I said this when we covered the book, but what the fuck? That is super weird mom behavior. I like to think I have an unhealthy attachment to my children. Never once have I thought I'm going to sculpt their heads. (laughs) And present it to them. Yes, yeah, they um, love but, I mean, this. Hey, hey, props to the mom, though. I mean, great sculptor. I mean, she really got those bangs. Just, Fair. <laughs> Fair. Really just got the bangs. Great. Right. She did a she good job. Some kids like video games. This lady. Okay. So she goes to her room, right? And she's checking out the duck costume that her mother has made her that she sort of asked for. Um, and again, I said this when we covered the book, but I'm not making shit unless I've confirmed with you four times that that's exactly what you want to be. But I guess she like saw a mall, they were at the mall and she saw a duck and was like, oh, it might be fun to be that for Halloween. So her mom was like, I'm on it, but didn't say a word to her about it until just now, which is Halloween. Yeah. It's like one of those cute mom gestures that you're like, oh, God, why did you do that? But as an adult, you're like, that was so nice of her. But as a child, you're like, God, you're stupid. Why would you make that? <laughs> but she went through all that time to make it. And it was a nice costume. Like, it wasn't, like, thrown together. It was, like, a nice costume. And I have to say, it kind of reminds me of you, Christy, though, like, just the making of the, the costume yeah. part. Oh, um, we had the costume discussion tonight. Oh. Yeah. 
my daughter wants to like an inflatable something. So, okay, cool. I don't have to make that. Um, I can just buy it, which is like the first time that's happened since her birth. Um, But I think Roman's going for like a headless thing. So we're going to have to do an illusion kind of situation where we build up around the shoulders. Uh, Oh God. Do you imagine, do you imagine like how, how tall that will be? (laughs) Yeah. He's my 12 year old is um, six foot. He's so already like tall. you already yeah, have he to, just he just hit six foot. You already have to add onto the shoulders when you do those costumes anyway. Yeah, that's actually that could be very terrifying. It's gonna yeah. be good. Like I was like, we can put some guts and stuff. Like it's gonna be awesome. Um, um, is he interested in working at a haunted house? Maybe. <laughs> I know. Can they no, hire him? He's he's a sensitive dude. Like he would feel bad about scaring people. Oh well, that's uh, that's cool. I respect that. He's a, he's yeah. a sensitive little girl. <laughs> uh, so, so mom's made this duck costume, right? We go upstairs, little brothers in the duck costume being a butt about it or whatever. Okay, brother. I think his name is Noah. Um, mm. And Carly has this like kind of disappointing moment, right? Because this year, Carly's out for revenge. She is tired of being scared all the time. She's a little pissed off at all of her toxic friends. This year, she wants to be real fucking scary and scare everybody and make them feel like how she's been feeling. And this duck costume is probably not going to work, right? Yeah, I mean, no, probably not. Yeah, no. I don't know how to make a duck scary. Now, if it was... a duck from Before Christmas. He had like vampire teeth. He was cute. He was a little teeth. If you just no, if you make it into a what are the what are the crazy ones? Uh, geese that get like really defensive. Geese are mean as hell. Yeah, yeah. Geese are nuts. Make a goose outfit. There we go. Um. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like it. Um. So yeah. So we've had this epiphany. Carly Beth wants to be scary. So it's the next day at school. And Chuck and Steve, who these little actors, like, I thought maybe that this might be like a romantic interest for them because they seem kind of dreamy, especially that one kid with the nice little fade. Um, But they are not like they're assholes. Like they are feeding her a sandwich uh, to say that they're sorry about scaring her the night before. And they put a live worm into it. And she takes a bite. That's fucking gross. So I remember it being, uh, it's kind of gross to me, but I remember thinking like that, that sandwich actually kind of looks delicious. Like something about the texture and like, I don't know the way, the sounds that it made. I just remember it being like, hmm, it was some real thick bread. Yeah, it's probably like Wonder Bread. Remember Wonder Bread? Yeah, or like Texas uh-huh. toast, like a like a real urr. the All bread that I don't. Yep. Or what was the one? Mighty Kids. Mighty. I don't remember kids. Mighty Kids. That was- I think this was a rich kid California thing, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty kids. 
it was just like white bread, but like it had like it was called Mighty Kids bread. I'm sure it was supposed to have like more calcium or like God knows what, but it was that was the bread I always wanted. So, do you remember the bologna that they dyed to look like a clown? Ew, the clown bologna, yeah. No, they like inject it with dye so that the bologna is like a clown face. That Look is it so up. Gross. Look at clown blood. <laughs> oh wait, careful. <laughs> that could be bad. Yeah. Um <laughs> never mind. Don't look that up. Yeah. The internet's don't. You know, don't. We don't kink shame, but ew. Um Oh, I see it now. I looked up very specific keywords and I see it now. Okay, yes. The clown balloon. Oh, right. I thought it was cool. My yeah. mom refused to buy it. She's like, that's weird. Because it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So she takes a bite. There's a warm inside. Everyone sees. And we get this panorama, like, pointing and laughing scene as all the kids at lunch find, like, tricking someone into ingesting another, like, squirming living thing is just fucking hilarious, right? This is a very carry moment. Like, they're all going to laugh at you. They are literally pointing and laughing and we get like the whole sweep of the camera around which mm-hmm. okay i mean middle school is like you know it's the roman empire and the cafeteria at lunchtime is like the like the gladiator pits like it is all for show uh yeah. so yeah so carly's mortified but now she's even more motivated, right? Now we are seriously pissed off. And I, I wrote in parentheses, I love this plaid dress. Because <laughs> it's an That was a cute Oh, dress. yeah, with a little, like, long sleeve polo underneath. Yeah, and the little suspenders. So cute. Yeah. Um, she goes home. She has a little hissy fit. She rips up her duck costume, and she's, like, counting out her money. She's like, all right, I got some money. I'm going to go, gonna go do this. And then she makes the, like, they'll be sorry face, right? And she heads off to the costume shop. And when she gets there, the costume shop is pretty much empty, which as someone who has worked many seasons at a small town costume shop, this is bullshit. That place is crowded until like 10 p.m. on Halloween night. But anyways, in the episode, the shop is almost abandoned. And of course, she runs into this like anonymously scary shop owner and she says she wants to buy a mask. And he says, well, you know, everything I have is up on the walls. And then the phone rings and he goes off to take the phone call. So she starts going through the different masks on the wall and they're just, hmm, they're just not cutting it. Just not scary enough, right? Which is weird because like, which is weird for me because like for someone who is like, afraid of everything (laughs) right or gets terrified you know or scared i guess easily you would think that you know that's a good point one of those would have been suitable now she's got a high threshold all of a sudden right like what is this like highbrow like halloween mask attitude that you now have (laughs) like you just suddenly gain like you're the authority on what's scary now like i'm sorry because they don't really I mean, I know they have to cut, you know, they have to do whatever for time, but like in the book, you know, they go through more anecdotal incidents of her being terrified of like her own freaking shadow, you know, like right. she's terrified of 
everything. Like, this is not just like, oh, I don't like scary movies. This is like the wind blows weird and I'm scared, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's odd that she's all of a sudden, like you said, an authority on the subject of what. I just didn't get it. I'm like, uh, you know, what's the deal, Carly Beth? (laughs) I, Carly Beth, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like, she spends this entire episode just like splintering. Did you ever see? It's kind of a one-off, but you guys may have seen it. Did you ever see May? M A Y May. It was uh, early two thousands. It had early two thousands for. I had an actor in it. I forget his name. He was familiar. Elton and Clueless. I forget what his real name is. Oh, yeah, I don't know his name either. Oh, May. Um... Oh, I'm looking up the poster. I, I think I have. It's just been like a bazillion years. It's it's a random one-off. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, it's it's not super... When I worked at the video store, you, like, you start digging into like weird stuff. And like that during that movie for anybody who's seen it this is a stupid tangent if you have it um like you hear it as she like her personality breaks down you hear these like cracking sounds over the audio like like glass splintering and i feel like that's a lot of carly beth like all through this whole first part of this special like i feel mm-hmm. like she's kind of splintering this whole time so like i don't know maybe this whole jacked up sense of horror is part of that i have no idea um carly beth is on a downward spiral and so am i so good (laughs) good um so these masks are not going to cut it right she she goes poking around she finds a, a, a mysterious black room or a back room that is like filled with you know ominous beakers of colored liquid the most terrifying mask you've ever seen, which is our iconic mask that we've come to know for, for Haunted Mask. And I put some, I put a question in here, but I think it answers itself later because one of my big problems when we covered this for the book was we didn't get a lot of background information on the shop owner. Right. Like, you know, it's spoiler alert. We come to find out that like he's created these masks or heads or whatever, um, but that's all we're told. We don't know, like, what's his story? I want to know his story. I want a prequel well, with his story. But I think, well, as you get, well, we might be hitting it later, but, or it might be in the second one. I can't remember, but it's where, like, he has something weird going on with his face, right? And so, like. But that is a difference between the book and the and the show. Because in mm-hmm. the book, they don't go into that. Like, they literally give you zero. The show did a much better job of at least giving us some kind of a something to tie everything together. But in the book, all we're told is that, you know, these are the faces of the unloved. And that's it. So, the shop owner catches her. He yells at her for being in the back room. And he says, these masks are not for sale. They are too frightening. Too frightening, Carly Beth. And she argues with him like a little punk. Saying that she needs the mask to get back at all the kids at school who are constantly teasing her for being scared. And the shop owner, uh, in a weird move, tries to push a gorilla mask onto her that is, quote, made with real gorilla hair. 
awful. Aren't they endangered? Yeah. But I was like, that is super weird. I feel like that would not be a thing. Like, you'd have to... That's like elephant ivory. Like, you would be able to... I don't know. I'm, again, not important. And then I have, like, a stranger danger moment where the shop owner has her in a back room with the door closed and he starts kind of acting aggressive but she ends up grabbing the mask and like tossing money in the air and basically steals it and like runs outside the shop and as she kind of gets outside the shop she realizes what she's just done and she turns around like um I should not have done that but as she turns around the shop owner like is closing the store. Like he puts the close sign up and like looks at her like, bitch, you're not coming back in. Right. Now that we've committed our felony, we're happy. Actually, it's probably misdemeanor. It's not that expensive. (laughs) And we're going back home. So side note, the, uh, the goosebumps fandom wiki actually has some his backstory on the shopkeeper. Enlighten me. From the official collectors cats books. Um, Long ago, a handsome teenager lived on Maple Avenue. He was a good student, but he was failing chemistry because his chemistry chemistry teacher was very mean and refused to spend any time helping him. Uh, The boy took matters in his own hands when he crept into the chemistry lab late one night to practice a few experiments of his own. The boy accidentally mixed the wrong chemicals in his test tube, and the tube exploded all over him. Instead of burning his face, the chemicals rapidly aged the boy's face. Overnight, he became an old man with a thin mustache and a pinched face. (laughs) The boy became desperate to get his former appearance back, so he started experimenting with making masks. As he got older, he eventually becomes the shopkeeper. Oh. Hmm. That's not what Um, I was expecting. And then from... And then from Goosebumps Wanted, William, owner of William's Mask Emporium, was approached by his brother one night, and he carried a briefcase full of the unloved masks. The masks are actually the preserved faces of the most hideous and deformed people in the world that are said to have the same evil properties if worn. William's brother forces the haunted mask onto William's face, and he leaves as William freaks out and trashes his house. In an attempt to remove the mask, William tugs at it until his own face comes off inside of the mask. William then ducks into a closet and throws the unloved in a locked chest with him before dying. Oh my god. Whoa. His face just came off. I think it was a foregone conclusion. Ooh. That's That's a better version. I like the face coming off. Yeah, that's, that's intense. And they actually go into, like, all of the 12, like, different masks that there are. It's pretty cool. That could be a whole spinoff. Can we have a spinoff, Stein? Pretty please? All the masks. I mean, that's what I want background for every mask. Because you have the haunted mask and the old man mask, which comes up in two. There's ratty hair mask. There's nailed mask. Ugly purple mask. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Also, strangely, one called gorilla mask. (laughs) Weird. Yeah, and so in your mind, like, the gorilla got shaved, not killed. I guess it's possible. But was he trying to put a gorilla mask on her, and then she would turn... I would be mad, like, if out of all the masks I chose, I chose a gorilla mask, and then had to... And then, you know, got stuck being a gorilla. Like, I would much rather be, like, a creepy, horrible, like, 
green goblin haunted mask character. I mean, there's no stress as, as a gorilla. And then there's one called girly mask. <laughs> girly mask? I mean, oh, that's a sad. Mask, that makes me think of American Horror Story. A mask that has a face of a girl with a lizard's head poking out from her mouth. Holy crap. Just that's hanging out cool. in there? Or... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Intense. So... She heads home. She's got her mask. She puts the mask on and she scares the shit out of her little brother. Huzzah. We like that. Um, But the little brother gets upset. He's like, take it off. And she kind of struggles a little bit taking it off. Like she really has to pull to get it off. Which, I and again, I, I mentioned this when we cover the book, but damn, those masks are nasty. Uh I cannot tell you. I worked I worked in the costume shop. I watched multiple zitty, greasy, nasty people try those masks yeah, on one cool. after another. And I got to tell you, if somebody was sanitizing that shit, it wasn't me. It's fucking disgusting. Never buy a latex mask off the rack. Amazon is fine. It comes straight from the manufacturer. Do not go into the shop and try that shit on. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's gross Carly Beth however is pleased right the mask is super scary and it is it looks great and I guess it has some kind of a voice changing element without any kind of mechanics that we don't question but we're excited about as well so she takes the mask to the hall mirror she puts it back on and this time we see the mask move right it kind of shrinks and conforms to her face like the eye holes are less visible now and it looks like it's her actual face right and then we get some shots from her perspective through the mask which is giving me absolute michael myers vibes right yeah oh for sure yeah like in that in the first movie when when he's like in the clown suit and like that's exactly Mm what we're seeing we're seeing through the mask holes uh, just like Halloween, which I I was already feeling pretty like nostalgic and festive and happy when I was watching this, but like that like hit a different level for me. Mm-hmm. I don't it know if it's does. because it tapped into that Michael Myers thing, but what, once we got that like view from her perspective, it was just like a deeper resonance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so she's pumped, right? She looks super scary. She grabs a broom handle from the closet and she goes to get the Carly Beth head that her mother made and she like puts it on the handle with a red cloth, which was genius. You know, it it was kind of like a plot twist. It's like, I just didn't expect her to grab the Carly Beth head. Like, (laughs) I was so confused about this when we covered it for the show and Danielle was telling me the story. I was like, she did what? (laughs) But Seeing it acted out makes a little more sense, okay? Because now we're like, now we have a narrative where she, it's it's like you said, Kenny, it doesn't make any sense. She's a horror expert. You know, now we have a very scary mask, but we also have like a whole scene we're trying to do, right? Where I've taken Carly Beth's head and here it is on this stick (laughs) with this cloth that looks like blood. This is advanced yeah. shit. Like, I feel like it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, she's like, I've decapitated myself. This is my game plan. 
It's like you thought of this in 10 minutes. Like that's pretty good. That's pretty good that you thought of all this in 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, now that she's like hermetically sealed into this fucking mask. <laughs> Oh my God. So gross. Oh, I can't even. That's why I don't, I never like, even like they're not gross or whatever. Like I can't wear those things like claustrophobic. And so like just thinking about it never coming off my face. Like I'm like, that's like an actual fear. I absolutely do. And there's a difference. There's a disconnect between my face and my body. Cause like I thought about like people who are into vinyl and like they wear those like full masks and like the full hood and everything. I would like be so traumatized and claustrophobic. I would never come back. Like, Mm -hmm. however, I don't think I would have a problem with vinyl and tight fitting vinyl, like on my body. But like when you get to my neck and my head, for some yeah. reason, I cannot. Yeah. I cannot do like, it. You can't breathe. Or like, I feel like I can't breathe. I'm like, like, even like a turtleneck that's too constricting, I don't like it. I'm like, no, get it off of me. So it's like anything, yeah, I just don't. I think I, think I need the safety net of, of a very clear escape. And I know yeah. enough mm-hmm. about clothing to know that like zippers malfunction, like if you stitch something like tight enough it's not gonna rip like i don't know i'm with you i cannot do this kind of mask even regardless of like just the germs and shit like i can't like it's hot kenny you do so much like makeup and masks for like the haunts like do you do this kind of a mask like well so there are like so you have silicone masks which are very like every time i see one i'm i i inherently just connect it back to the haunted mask because the intent of the silicone is that it moves with your flesh. Um, and it, and silicone in and of itself kind of feels like flesh when, you know, you have it on. So there's a distinct difference between latex, which is, con- you know, which is considered kind of a, uh, you know, a lower quality, I guess. Um, but with the silicone masks, they adhere to your face. And so, like, they move with, like, your cheekbones and your muscles and your mouth and your eyes. Um, and they tend to stick really close to your eyes as well. So, like, the eye holes aren't, you know, as large, typically. Um, so, uh, silicone masks would be the closest thing that we could get to that. And I will tell you what, as, as hard as it was to get this off of Carly Beth <laughs> when she had it on. Um, if this were a silicone mask, it would be just that it would be about that hard, like getting it on because getting on silicone masks are such a pain in the ass because you have to like baby powder your shit up and, and, and work it. And it's, it's God awful and you will sweat like nobody's business. Ugh. Like y'all know how Carly Beth looks and, like later on in the movie when it's like, you know, she's all like sweaty and like <laughs> and gross. Yeah. yeah, that that's like real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like whenever uh when Jim Carrey did the Grinch and he talked about like the process for getting all that on was the the he, the only thing he could equate it to was being buried alive. Like Which piece I don't by understand piece. because it's like you see those and it's like eight hours worth of makeup. And it's like, uh, okay. So then you have to do, and then you have to film. 
Yeah. yeah. And Jesus. then you have to film. Well, and we talked a little mm. bit about this when we talked about our uh, Stranger Things season four a couple episodes back. And we were talking about practical effects and how good Vecna looked. And like when you see those pictures of like uh, Jamie Campbell getting all that on, because it wasn't, this isn't a mask for him. That was full body. And it's like, yeah, yeah, eight hours. And then you go film. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. You're there, like, the of I'm like eight hours. Okay, it's time for me to go home. Right? They have a psychiatrist <laughs> on hand to be like to talk you down, and to be like you're oh, fine. Like this is makeup. Like you're gonna be out of it soon. They I mean they might have to because I know like with Jim Carrey, I think like he said he was traumatized and like would never yeah. do it again because of the extreme pain and it was basically torture, you know, for him. The and Batman actors say time. the same thing about the bat suit. Yeah. I, so it's, yeah. I don't think that I would be able to sit in a chair that long. Like, y'all don't have to do makeup on me while I'm laying in the bed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to sleep. I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to be laying, laying down on the bed. Yeah. And y'all just going to have to do my makeup that way. I ain't sitting in no chair for eight hours. Yeah. We got to have I, some aquas on or something. Yeah, I they always have they always have to have their head they always have their headphones in. I noticed, but I follow um, what's her face Zoe Seldiana who plays Gamora, and she showed some of you know she showed some of herself in the makeup chair and like the time it takes, and that's not even pro- really very much you know prosthesis. Paint, she has a little bit it? on her face, but, but it, that but it takes so long just to do all the paint and all the modeling, and you have to sit there and you, you like don't move. <laughs> like you know yeah that and would she be shows exhausting out there at like 3 a.m and then she goes to film it's like oh my gosh but yeah i would be i'd be so tired so <laughs> like, tired. i would need so many energy <laughs> and i bet they do and like i wonder how many days back to back they do that oh i can't even yeah. think about it so Carly Beth has gotten the Carly Beth head and putting it on the broom handle and she's out the door. Like mom doesn't even look at her, right? As she heads out. Mom has no idea that she's not wearing the duck costume that she made for Carly Beth. So she heads out to meet Sabrina. And Carly Beth is living her best Halloween life on the walk to Sabrina, okay? She is like scaring the little kids. Um, and everything's cool until she starts pulling off their costumes. Rude. Yeah. No. That was weird. It's like, okay, but scare, but don't ruin things. Right. Okay, nobody else can have fun but you. She's like, she's screaming, right? Like, she's like, she's she's crazy. She's having a moment. Carly Beth is having an identity crisis. And we're just not going to talk about that? Like, it is, it's not even really, like, I know we learn a lot of lessons here. But, like, she's having a serious dissociative episode. Okay. So she goes out. She meets Carly Beth. What? The, or excuse me. She meets Sabrina. Is she, Sabrina a cat or a rat? I think she's supposed to be a cat. I think she's a cat. I think, okay. The only reason I, I will agree with the cat is because she appeared to have a rhinestone collar. Uh, but I spent a minute looking at her going, is she a rat? Like, what is happening right now? Well, uh, clearly she didn't have the super sewing stylings of Carly Beth's mom. Obviously. To help her out. 
to be a duck because they were going to be a cat and a duck uh, like you do. <laughs> Sabrina asked Carly Beth where she got the masks. It looks really scary. And then she's like, oh, can I touch it? And she does. And she says that the mask feels like real skin, which really creeps Sabrina out. And Sabrina starts demanding that Carly Beth take the mask off. And Carly Beth starts losing her damn mind, right? Like she's growling and she is double shoulder shaking Sabrina. And then the to be continued screen comes up and we get a fade out. And so ends part one. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think that covered it. We got it. We got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's part one. Apparently, these are only like 24 minutes long, 25? Mm-hmm. Something like that. 25 minutes long. Yeah. So the I guess I'm on the V, that's 45 minutes. So. so I guess if you were watching this at home, like on TV, like it would then have been like the next day. Was this a daily show or a weekly show? In my recollection, it was weekly. So you had to wait yeah, a whole week? That is some bullshit. Because if I'm not mistaken, did it premiere on Wednesdays? Well, we could look at a calendar from October 25th, 1995. (laughs) Let's see. We have this magical thing called the internet. Ah! Yes! It was a Wednesday. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, but looking at Wikipedia, it appears that they were shown on the same night because it has the original air date for one and two as the October 27, 1995. Oh, double feature. But then I think they were like every Wednesday after that. Yeah. I know they were weekly. Because when I pulled up Netflix, this came up first. So was this the kickoff to the series? Yes. This was the premiere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe it was like a double feature to kick it off kind of a thing. Yeah. So we open part two and it's Carly, Beth, and Sabrina. And she's shaking the shit out of Sabrina again. And they're they're trick-or-treating. They're ringing doorbells. Carly, Beth is acting like a little shit, right? She's scaring the little kids. She's being a butt. And one of the moms, like, threatens to call the police. Which... Yeah. I mean, she's being a shit, but come on, Karen. Like, no one's, like, actually hurt. Sabrina's mortified. She apologizes to the lady, saying that, you know, her friend is not normally like that. (laughs) My friend is not normally a psychotic monster. (laughs) Like, this is so weird. I don't know what's going on with her. I'm super sorry. And then I wrote, can we just take a moment to appreciate the 90s trick-or-treat vibe that is happening here we've got like clean suburban streets everyone is in full costumes right and most of them look homemade each house is decorated like to the teeth and there are no parents fuck it anywhere i had a moment i had a moment you guys like my my fall candles came today. I'm going to blame that. But, like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, man. Like, we will never recapture this. Like, we no. can't go back. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Yes and no. You can. It's just a lot of us are too fucking lazy and tired, too. <laughs> Explain. I mean, so they still make all of those things, right? Like, you can still watch the Disney, like, Halloween specials. I mean, it, come on now. Like, we're getting a new Hocus Pocus, t- like, this year, yeah. right? You can, but I just feel like a lot of people just don't really want to put in the effort. You know, from then, like, a lot of our decor is, like, a lot more intense, a lot more detailed, a lot more, um, uh, it's, it's not that sort of, like, kitschy, like, you know, almost, like, nost- cheap, but nostalgic Yeah. Halloween, you right. know? Well, like, yeah. they had oh, in Carly Beth's house, she had paper streamers and, like, it looked like cardboard cutouts of cats and... Uh, I love that shit. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. I, I just... We just started putting it up. I know you guys are probably way ahead of me. I pulled out all the bins. <laughs> I had to clean Roman's room to get to the bins, so that was part of the problem. It took a full Sunday I'm cleaning his there. room. And I, like, I literally... I tapped one bin... And my whole house looks fucking different. Like, I have so much I, stuff, you guys. I actually haven't done anything. I've been so <gasps> busy with... Clutch the I've curls. been so busy. Like, so, so busy. Like, trying to get everything done. Like, I'm spending, like, all of my... Like, hopefully no one from my work hears this. But I'm, like, instead of work from home, I'm working from haunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, like, doing my day job while, like... Painting dead baby dolls in Zoom meetings. <laughs> uh, you guys, anybody who's not familiar with Kenny or like any of his previous work, like Kenny goes out for Halloween. I'm sorry that you haven't got to decorate yet. I haven't, but it's fine. Um, Can Justin do it, that? It will happen. Oh no, we don't know. I I do the I do the decor. okay okay sorry I'm sorry I didn't know. Sorry. No, nobody, nobody touches the the Halloween. Yeah, and he knows better. Okay, I have to I do it. more. I've just been like hunting for things, and like there's stuff I like. I'm still formulating a plan because like I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do outside this year. So it's sort of we're like talking about everything, but I do have some stuff out in the house, and I'm doing. I'm gonna do a lot more this weekend because. I'm going to start getting busy, so I have to start doing it, and I want to, and I just have bags of shit in the spare room. I'm like, here's all the new shit in bags. <laughs> all there. Danielle, I do the exact same thing. I just, like, buy it all, and yeah. then it just stays in the bags until it's mm-hmm. ready to come out. Yep. <laughs> then I'm like, then I can prep and be like, what am I missing from my vision that I don't yet have? <laughs> so it's like, and there's stuff I want to buy at Disneyland at the end of the month. So I'm like, I need this thing to complete my vision. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's serious business. Serious, serious business. business. <laughs> um, so we're trick-or-treating. Everybody's feeling it. Everybody feels good. Sabrina, however, is getting pissed, right? And Carly Beth keeps insisting that – She's not herself anymore, and that the mask is making her act the, the way that she is. She can't possibly be responsible. 
Sabrina says, you know what? They should just go back to her house. Sabrina's getting freaked out. She can see what's happening with her friend. Uh, but Carly Beth is having too much fun being someone else. And she's, this is her night, right? That's the meme. This is my night. And she's not done scaring people. So she throws the most Canadian sounding sorry over her shoulder I've ever heard. And she like runs off into the night, kind of being a destructive asshole. Like she's taking decorations with her. She's laughing the whole way. Kicking pumpkins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Um, Which is just like sexual me like i'm sorry i would have beat carly beth's ass if i saw that like (laughs) haunted mask or not like what are you gonna do you still about five foot tall come on now (laughs) like stop fucking shit up like if you want to have fun if you want to scare people cool don't mess with the decorations bitch i'm just saying yeah money people put effort into things We've never had an issue in our neighborhood, like, knock on wood. But, like, every time we go to bed on Halloween, I'm always – because I have, like, a fuck ton of pumpkins. Like, it's not a joke, like, how many pumpkins I have. And I'm always afraid, like, someone's going to destroy my pumpkins at night. And I just stay up all night and look out the window and be like, my pumpkin. (laughs) But you know who gets them? The squirrels. The squirrels get the pumpkins. Yeah, they do. And it makes them look better. Mm-hmm. They got little holes in them. So Maybe. she's she's running around being an asshole. She's looking specifically for Chuck and Steve, right? Who we find right. singing and dancing together in a graveyard. Like 12-year-old <laughs> boys are like to do. But they're they're like they're scaring each other. They're looking at their candy hall. Like they're generally having a good night. And then here comes Gremlin Carly Beth, right? And she's like tiptoe running into the graveyard and she's holding her plaster head and she like comes up on Chuck and Steve and she jumps out growling. And for some reason, these two kids who have been kind of assholes this whole time are completely scared by someone in a mask. Okay. And she's like making them apologize to the severed head which does not look real, by the way, boys. Um, and the boys, like, they drop to their knees. They say they're sorry. And that's when the head starts talking. The head says, help me. And the boys scream and they run away. Carly Beth does not seem to think that this is weird. In fact, she starts howling and digs a hole in the ground where she then buries the Carly head and tells it goodbye. And she does it in that, like, like over the top, like, goodbye, Carly Beth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Um... You know, like when you're 12 and you just want to bury your personality and reputation this far and then like go on to kill and terrify people much happier in your demon form. Um, aren't we all though? Aren't we all? It's like, <laughs> is like, the equivalent of that is like me like burying my like HR like professional self whenever I like get <laughs> off of Zoom. Like when I get off Zoom, it's like me. Goodbye, Kenneth Strader. 
and then I just like, turn into a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say, I was like, I have a, there's a full gremlin version of me where it's just like I am, you know, because I wear I wear makeup every day, and it is annoying and terrible, but. I, I do it every day because I have mental problems and I admit that, you know, so I wear makeup every day. It's a pain in the ass. And so when I don't have to, like if I'm just home alone, like I go full gremlin. It's like, you know, oversized (laughs) sweatshirt, blanket on the couch, sleeping on the couch. It's like full gremlin mode and I love it. Like I stay up all night long. (laughs) It's just like. It's and I watch garbage TV and that's that's like my full gremlin self. So. See, and it's the opposite for me. Like, cause I never wear makeup. And if I have to like go up to the school or something, I I feel obligated because I don't want to embarrass my children. Um I don't want them to be like, oh yeah, there's mom again and her top knot ponytail and no makeup. So I like actually do try to fix my, but like even that process is like, I realize like I am shedding one personality, which is like my true mm. self and like putting on another, um, mm. almost like armor because I live in rich white America. I have to deal with rich wife housewives, like, and it is, it's Thunderdome. Like, and I'm, I was a cheerleader. I'm well-versed. I know how this goes, but like, it's a complete opposite for me. I feel like that is my gremlin self. Yeah, we all have our own version of a Carly Beth bus form buried somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we all giggle and like run into the night, right? Like, and that's exactly yeah. what she's doing. Um, so she runs into the night, she runs off down the street, and then Sabrina somehow catches up with her, right? Sabrina says she's been looking for Carly Beth. She was worried. Carly Beth says that she found Chuck and Steve. She really scared them. She feels vindicated. And she assures Sabrina that, you know, okay, she didn't hurt them. Um, but, you know, she definitely got rid of the other head. That Sabri- or that Carly Beth is gone. She's history. Sabrina just gives yeah. her the concerned friend look. And says that they should just go home. Carly agrees. And they head to Sabrina's house. When they get there, they dump out their candy, which is tradition. And Carly says that she needs to get the mask off uh, because it's super hot. Yes, it is. It's very hot. Those masks are horrible. Um, But they quickly discover that the mask will not come off. In fact, there's no line where the bottom of the mask should be. And Carly Beth looks in the mirror and says that those are not her eyes. And she freaks out and kind of like runs out of their house uh, like a crazy person. She can't get the mask off. She cannot go back to what she was. Are we learning life lessons yet? Anybody? Right. Absolutely. I mean. I've learned. Yeah. Are we better people? Cool. Um, so Carly Beth tries to convince herself this is just a dream. And somehow she finds herself back at the costume shop where the shop owner opens the door and says that he's been expecting her. He tells her he cannot remove the mask because it's, it is not a mask. It is a real face. He made these faces. They started beautiful and then something went wrong 
with each and every one. Each face changed, and now he calls them the unloved ones, because no one will ever love them. Rude. Um, only Carly Beth was able to love one, and that's when she flips out, right? And the shop owner tells her that the face she has now is her face going forward. Carly Beth has a freak out forever. And the shop owner <laughs> buries the fucking lead because then he's like, well, there might be a way to take the mask off. Bro, you let yeah. her flip out for like a full five minutes. And then he's like, well, you know, a symbol of love may be able to take the mask off. Why is it always love that like Why can't is the it be something to else? everything? Uh it's a care bear stare. It is. But see, in his defense for burying the lead, she did technically steal from him because we don't know what amount of money she did. we don't know the amount of money she threw at him. They technically weren't for sale. So she did steal. She did go into a room she shouldn't have, and she was an ass. So I kind of understand why he would bury the lead because she was she wronged him. But you know, all that's necessary slurred. for us yeah. to be able to handle what she's about to go through. Like Stein is very good at um, showing us morality, like showing us bad behavior and then like things that happen when you have bad behavior or when you don't listen right. or when you go to places that you're not supposed to be in. I have yet to come across and Danielle, correct me if I'm wrong in all the books that we have covered, both goosebumps and fear street has shit ever just happened to somebody who didn't do anything wrong. Generally speaking. No, I mean, there's usually a setup. There's usually. We have to be okay with what's about to happen. Yeah. I mean, I ghost next door. I don't really think he did anything. The kid next to her didn't really do anything wrong when he meets. When he meets well, her. not necessarily. Like if you look at, um, you know, like the, uh, you know, like a night in terror tower, those were just kids that were just in an unfortunate Yeah. But situation. didn't they veer off the path? Like they strayed from the tour group. Yes. I mean, no, no, no. I thought they did. They were left. Oh, they weren't paying attention. They weren't paying attention and left. Mm. They were left. Okay. Okay. But the lesson is pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. Pay the fuck attention. I get that. I have a 12-year-old. Um. So they can't take the mask off. He buries the lead. Symbol all above can take off the mask. He goes on to give us some background that we never got in the book. Okay. None of this shit is in the book, but I enjoy it because I like a nice tight like loop. Um, so the faces reflect the shop owner's evil thoughts. And he would make a new face. It would be beautiful. He would have these evil thoughts. And then the, the faces would start to decay. And then he would take off the face and create a new one. Which, again, is a much better explanation than we ever got in the book. I realize yeah. now, I remember now, because that's technically you don't see his face. Because doesn't he say, like, 
as this one is doing now. Exactly. That's why his face is yeah. like starting to. That's why his face is kind of green. It's got like a big gash on it. Like the face that he's currently wearing is starting to deteriorate. He even goes on to say like uh, something about like how he, he couldn't show her what was underneath or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. So as he explains this, the heads from the back room start to like float out, right? And they are all craving Carly Beth. Uh, because she loved the one face, maybe she could love the other one. So now they are all advancing on her because she's the only person who could love them because she wanted something that was super scary. Again, wow, that's a lot to unpack about like physical beauty and not being lovable if you're ugly, but cool. We're going to brush past all that shit. <laughs> um so they chase her to the graveyard, these heads, these floating heads, where she digs up her own plaster of Paris head and she holds it up to all the faces and she declares that this is the real Carly Beth and that this is her. And then all of a sudden the heads disappear and she finally gets the mask off and starts explaining things away instantly, right? We've had this horrific experience, but let's normalize this and say, oh, it's just a mask. It's just a mask again. Mm. How quickly we forget. Um, but honestly, I like this so much better than the book. We didn't get any of this. I was so confused when Danielle was telling me this in the book. I was like, okay, I don't understand what's happening right now. But it's in, they do a much better job in the show of having all the pieces connect, uh, which I enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes things just will aid. And maybe I think this is one of those things that yeah. needed a visual. So she goes home. Noah jumps out and scares her and mom is there and she's asking her why she didn't wear her duck costume and why she didn't stay with Sabrina. And Carly Beth just hugs her and says that she is sorry and that she's learned a lot about herself tonight. And Noah goes around the corner and she warns him not to put on the mask. But of course he does anyway and he jumps out wearing the face and then there's a fade out. And then we have this, like, adorable outro by our author um, and some kick-ass trip-hop. <laughs> Ta-da! Yes. Ta-da! Ta-da! the same as the book then. I remember that now. No, yeah, it is It is wildly different um, at the end, but I much prefer the episode in this case. Which makes me think going forward, like as we start checking these out, it'd be fun to do the ones that we have already covered so that we could compare the mm -hmm. two. Yeah. See how much they change it. To me, the Goosebumps series, it's like one of those few instances where like TV or like book to movie like really worked. And I... Because, like, I love all, like, all of the Goosebumps series, like, are just great. They're phenomenal. Like, the specials, the A Night in Terror Tower was another big one. Um, you know, they did the Haunted Mask 2. Like, all of those were so, like, they did, just did a great job at, like, sort of uh, translating from book to TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think that it was the correct format. I don't yeah. think that, um, and I know that we've had a number of Goosebumps movies at this point, um, but I think that these these books lend themselves to an episodal kind of scenario where we can get in, get out, get the moral, get what we need to get. I think that when you have like a movie where you're trying to pack a lot of different books in, it's a little more chaotic. Um, and yeah. I think that's why the fans are probably so attached to the series is because they are mostly based on the books. Like we had some differences obviously in this one. Um, but other than that, uh, it was very true to the book and it's fun to see that acted out in live action. Yeah, definitely. So I've got a couple, just a couple of general discussion uh, questions here to, uh, to round us off after we've, we've talked about gone all the way through the plot. Um, And, and I'll just, I'll just shoot them out and you guys can just kind of take turns or sound off or whatever. Um, But my first question that I had is like, what makes this particular episode of Goosebumps of the show, like so iconic and memorable uh, for all the fans of the show because this is a meme like we see this every Halloween um, you know Danielle and I are members of multiple fan groups uh, through the through our podcasts that like celebrate Goosebumps and this always comes up like what is the thing that makes this so memorable I I think for me it really uh, it just it's kind of like the perfect combination of things, right? And especially for the generation of nostalgias, <laughs> aka millennials, <laughs> um, where you had this like this was the first time that we saw Goosebumps, which was already like a beloved book, um, a book series, and then. You know, to see it on TV for the first time. I mean, this was the first. This was the first episode, so um, it's you know obviously the one that you're going to remember uh, the most. Um, it was themed around Halloween, which also helps it as well. So um, I think anything that, like for me personally, anything that sort of has that uh, like subgenre of like Halloween, be it like you know the Halloween movie or like trick or treat or terrify or any of that. Um, just like I always connect with. And so I think like that also helps just make it just makes it so iconic. And then, you know, you also have the mask as well. Um, I think the, the mask in and of itself is such a huge, um, icon of goosebumps. Right. So if you think about, Bumps, you look at some of their some of the major stories you know you have like slappy um uh slappy uh, uh the mummy um the skeleton but i can't remember his name didn't the skeleton oh, have a name? Sh- the sh- uh the one with the mohawk yes uh, yeah. i want to say shock but that's not right but all of those uh, were just some some of the you know major you know stories, and so I think all of that coupled together is what helps make it so iconic. 
His name was Curly. Curly, that's right. Oh, and the hamster. Yep, the little hamster. <laughs> I would say the abominable snowman's a pretty memorable image too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is funny because like the haunted mask was uh, the eleventh book. <laughs> yeah. So like it came much later, especially after Night of the Living Dummy. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was three. It was three after A Night of the Living Dummy. Because it oh, because the first book is also the Dead House, so yeah. We appreciate Sloppy. We've talked about this, but we don't quite get the fanfare uh, that comes with it, and maybe that's because I don't really have a fear of dolls. I I don't know, but mm -hmm. yeah, I was just curious because this is this is the one, right? Like this is the the Ghostbumps episode that is can be referred back to. Um, yeah. And like I said, I was very taken aback by like how after school special this shit was. Like we had, can we, can we take a second to count up how many lessons we learned? Like how many morals did we pack in here? Cause there's a lot. Uh, a shit ton. Yeah. A lot. Like don't, don't steal. Don't, you know, switch out someone's sandwich for worms. Yeah, there's a bullying uh, thing happening. Don't, don't shake your right? friends. Like, don't don't be a just don't be a dick. Yeah. Well, but Basically. like, and then all the personality stuff that happens with Carly Beth, like where she wants so desperately to be someone else, and then you get what you wish for. Like, be careful what you wish for. Right. right. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah. we have the whole thing with like the faces of the unloved. It's like the only thing wrong with them is that they're. I mean, I guess you could say the only thing wrong with them is that they're ugly. But he said that what changed them were his evil thoughts. And the mask itself changed Carly Beth. So maybe the the faces absorb the thoughts. And become them. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think it's kind of left a little bit open to interpretation. Yeah. I think so. But there was a lot. Like, we got a lot of soft music in the background. Like, this is a very emotional episode. I was not expecting that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of, yeah, it is very after school special y. <laughs> but this is like right in the heart of like, that's how it was done, right? Like, um,. Mm -hmm. You, you had full house and somebody learned a lesson and then dad came in to talk to you and the piano music started. Like, this is how it works. Mm -hmm. Right. I was surprised. Um, Kenny, top three Halloween candy offerings. Oh, like my personal favorite? Top three. Like my, my, my top three candy offerings? Um... Ooh, uh, so for me, I really like, and I'm I'm gonna be a little bit of the like non, well. So I like the little black and orange uh, candies, like the toffees. So they're called you know, yes, they're called uh, their official name is peanut butter kisses. So oh, I actually love those. Everybody hates those, but I love them. The peanut butter kisses. I can't wait for them. I get them every year. 
But for me, um, in my my treat bag, it's the peanut butter kisses, which take number one. Number two, I love the popcorn balls. Uh, and three would have to be the caramel apple suckers. But would you receive a popcorn ball from a stranger in this day and age? <laughs> uh, for sure, as long as it's... I mean, yeah, absolutely I would. No, but so like they... Wait, are you telling me you've never had a popcorn ball? Not from a stranger. No, they make like wrapped popcorn balls. Yeah. Oh, I've never had like a produced popcorn ball. The only popcorn balls yeah. I've ever seen or had have been like your granny gets together with her homies and like they make up like a whole bunch of it. I don't know. No, no, they make them in like pre-wrapped like. Oh, I've not had a pre-wrapped popcorn ball. And they are delicious. They're very good. I haven't had one in a long time, but I remember liking them as a kid because I'm a popcorn fanatic anyway, like in all forms. So Mm -hmm. if there's popcorn, I'm there. (laughs) Those are my three. That's what like I know. I know the season has started. Some people, for some people, it's, you know, the Starbucks pumpkin spice and that's fine. For me, it's when I see the caramel apples and popcorn balls. Yeah. And peanut butter kisses in the store. But they're really hard to find. You can't just get them at Target. So, like, yeah, they are hard to find. They're kind of like, they're not. I haven't seen them in a while. Amazon probably has them, but who knows how old they are. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's those vintage candy stores, too, that like still produce vintage candy. Danielle, same question. Oh. And all this time to think, and I thought you really you did. Like, and I linked you, you to the to the outline, me. so I don't feel bad for you. Answer, answer, answer. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, as a child, I was the weirdo. I still am, but I was the weirdo who liked all the mint things. So, like junior mints were like a big deal if there was some junior mint in my bag and crackle crackle was what is probably crackle? number two. Oh, the candy so, bar the little tiny can- so they're always teeny tiny and they come in that mixed bag of like little mini Hershey's and I think there's one with almonds in there and I don't eat that one but the one that's crackle is like Hershey's ripoff of a Nestle Crunch but I don't know why there's some weird, like, I associate those little tiny crackles with Halloween. So I always like to get those. So, yeah, probably Junior Mints and Crackle. And, man, there's too many. Gosh. This is, why is it so hard to pick candy? Because there's too many candies in the damn world <laughs> I think it's because think as about- an adult I don't eat candy on the regular so when I get it it's a special thing so then it feels like there's pressure to get the one that I want I know I'm thinking back to being like a child and probably like watermelon Jolly Ranchers like honestly those were like my thing I would always get mm. super excited for those Jolly in Ranchers my candy in my candy bag I forget about them. <laughs> I uh, 
<clears throat> I think number one for me is going to be the Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins. Uh, definitely. Solid choice. And, um, you know, I've been an M&M kid from way back. So the little fun-sized M&Ms, and sometimes they'd be in their little different Halloween costumes on the package. Those were cute. I gotta have the M&Ms. And then, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's because I was, like, came up, like, I say we came up poor. We can't, we had everything we needed and we were very happy. But, like, there's a lot of things that, like, I can relate to that only people who came up poor get. And, like, generic candy used to have, like, just generic chocolate that was in different foil packaging that had different um, themes to it. And, like, you would get what looked almost like chocolate coins, but they would be, like, pictures of jack-o'-lanterns on them. I I loved that shit. It's just chocolate. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing special about it, but it's, like, the generic candy. Yeah, I remember liking those a lot as a kid because they were like colorful and bright and they sometimes had like monsters on it too or like little cats or something. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the top three. And then you probably for me would venture into like a more fruity realm of like nerds mm-hmm. and runts. Uh, but yeah, definitely chocolate at the top. Um, Let's see. So we talked a little bit about this with the mask, like about the latex. Kenny, we talked to you because you you have the most experience with makeup. Um, but as far as like being a kid in trick-or-treating, did anybody ever have a mask like this? Like a full head mask that they went out in? No. I did not. Um, Like, as a kid, I do not think so. So, my, uh, I mostly did makeup. Like, that was, like, my mom would do my makeup. Um, or, like, there were a couple years where, do you remember, like, uh, back in, like, I guess late 90s, early 2000s, when the, like, just Grim Reaper, like, uh, like hooded face, but it was just like a the black fabric after scream. Over the face. Yeah, it was after scream. Yeah, like became really popular. So like mm-hmm. I had a couple of years of those, and there was one year that I did a plastic mask. It was a half plastic mask, and it had black hair. Oh no, I did do one. I did actually, now that I remember correctly, I actually did an old man mask, very similar to uh, the Haunted Mask 2. It was a full head um, mask? It was this, and I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. It was um, this old, old man, and he had this big, wide grin, and this long, the mask had a long gray beard, and big gray bushy eyebrows. It was actually like very good quality. Um, do you have pictures? For... So I, I I do actually. So I actually just found one recently, um, and I'll have to I'll have to send it to you. Christy, send it so to me, or it. or you can uh, you can post it, or I can post it. But I think it'd be fun to share that. Yeah, and um, I had that thing for years. I think we found it at like a Kmart 
and I begged my mom to get it. I was like, mom, 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 please, I want it. It's so cool. And I had it for years up until like, I think, actually, I think I still have it. Oh, no. <laughs> Probably like buried at my, I think it's like buried at my mom's somewhere. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so yes, I did. <laughs> That's but cool. see, I'm the one that like I get very um, the word describe. I'm just I'm very like determined to like I'm not the one that like if I put on a costume right and it's uncomfortable, like I will suffer through for the look. I'm not one that like n- yeah, like I'm not the one that like takes it off because it gets annoying at the end, you know. Like this or that, I absolutely hate that, and I a thousand percent will judge people for like decostuming just <laughs> like within the first like thirty minutes of the party or or event or whatever it is, just because they're uncomfortable. Like I judge you. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know? Like I will be there sweating, in pain, can't see, but I will look dead <laughs> the whole time. I think. I think the most painful thing we ever did was it's so I I have uh, three older brothers and two older sisters. I am the baby. Um, I was raised with five. Now that I'm an adult, we have, we have a, a six, but when you're the baby of five, everybody ages out of things uh, before you do. So even though everyone's too old for Halloween, you're not. And that's a little mm-hmm. tough for your parents because where it used to be a, a whole family affair of five children trick-or-treating and it's a big thing. Now you've got one kid and you don't want to cheat them out of that. So, but at the same time, like we had moved and we didn't really have a neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in. So one year we had to go to the mall for me to trick or treat by myself. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, um, but you go to the mall or you used to, it's been a million years. um, And like you literally stand in a line of hundreds of other kids uh, and you go door to door to the stores at the mall. And there's like two or three disgruntled employees sitting in folding chairs outside of their store and you go up to them and they put candy in your bag and you continue shuffling along like a sheep. And (laughs) we did that one year. And that was the year that we did Bride of Frankenstein for me. And I had hair that I could sit on. I had (laughs) hair that was like mid thigh. I was a pageant girl. So like we never cut my hair. Um, And that year we did Bride of Frankenstein and my mother put a Quaker oatmeal box on my head and pulled (laughs) my hair up around it, (laughs) right? And made like a top knot on the top and like pinned everything in place. And then we sprayed lightning bolts up the side. So I had a decent like two and a half feet of... (laughs) Bride of Frankenstein here. And it looks cool. Like it it like got a lot of attention. Like people were coming, like going to get their coworkers to come see it. Fucking 
hurt like hell for like three hours did this hurt um and in a weird tangent that doesn't have anything to do with anything after we had this like mall trick-or-treating experience my mom took me to mcdonald's and this was the year that they had the chicken mcnugget as like vampires <laughs> do you remember that oh yeah they, oh, yes. they were all in costumes i still yes. have mine i still have my so <laughs> like whoever the manager of the local mcdonald's was decided to turn the mcdonald's into a haunt so they took the play place area and like had it all done up there were like coffins and like big like cauliflower in water that looked like brains like it was like you could walk through the haunt at McDonald's. So That's weird. amazing. I love that. <laughs> so weird. Oh, uh, yeah. But anyway, so we yeah. We did that the mall was... thing once. We did, we did that. We did it once, but we did it like it was in the – so there's this fancy outdoor mall, and we did it uh, – we were kids, and we we did it there, but it was in the daytime outdoors, and so you got to like – you know, do the thing and they had activities and stuff. And it was actually really fun. And then we still trick or treated like normal at night. But that was my cousin was probably like four. So that was like one of and she she was Big Bird. I'll never forget it because she was like she looked like that Carly Beth <laughs> chicken. It was just like feathers everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, she was Big Bird. Big Bird was her favorite. I love it. I was four. So like whatever they put her in, you know, was like yeah, sort exactly. of like on a whim of your parent like what do they want you to be you know and then so she was four I was like eight I was a saloon girl so there oh, you go cute cute I love it I like it when we make prostitution a cute costume right and I was eight <laughs> Amazing. I fishnets and everything <laughs> So 90s people deal with it. We're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, answer the so, question. No, I never wore a mask. That's the end. Never of the wore story. a mask. <laughs> I never, no, I hate. I didn't really. I didn't really do scary costumes. So there was never like any reason for me to wear a mask. I never. I don't think I've ever done. I've done like creepier costumes, like in the later year, like, you know, now, but never, like, anything, like, really, really scary. We're always, like, more creative than we are scary, like, my boyfriend and I, so we're never – and we go to Disney, and we dress up at Disney, and you can't be scary, so you're sort of limited to, you know, being family-friendly at Disney, too, so. So my next question is, what were your parents doing when you were trick-or-treating? Because in this episode, there is not a single fucking parent to be found, aside from Carly Bus' weird mom, who sculpts shit for no reason. So when you actually, in real life, were out trick-or-treating, what were, what were your parents doing? Were they with you? Mine were with me. At least one of them was. I mean, we sometimes went as a group with friends. And there would be like one parent or two parents with the group and then the other one stayed back at the house of said friend and then that was like the meeting place, you know. So there was that kind of situation usually. But yeah, I usually had my parents with me or at least one of my parents with me. I was never just roaming the streets alone. (laughs) I didn't have that luxury. (laughs) Kenny, were you roaming the streets? I – so – we would do the, like, 
I would get dropped off at like, well, like we would go from street to street. And so I would get dropped off at like the top of the street and then oh. like go down one side of the street and then, you know, come back and then come back up. But like, I would be followed like in the car, you yeah. know what I mean? So like, that's right. So like it would, I would have like, they would just be like slow. My <laughs> Whoever was like, <laughs> my chaperone would like be the slow creeper car. Who's just like yeah. moving with me. Yeah, You ran, you ran from door to door and then your parents slow rolled down the street with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if there was like a, like a corner or call, like, like the, like where you had to like go a considerable distance to get to the next house, then everybody would run back to the van and then you yep. r- go to the next house, and then everybody be let out, and then they would like slow roll along with you. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember like the one of the like sad parts is like towards the end of the night when like you're still like your parents and you are still like kind of up for you know more trick or treating, but like the houses just start shutting down Turning for the, the night, and so you yeah. like slow roll that was down the. Saddest. the- and yeah and then you just like you're slow rolling down the down the streets but nobody's lights are on and like and then and then eventually you're just like well i guess it's time to call a night and then and then it's sad it was sad yeah it's sad when it's over so sorry to bring us down <laughs> was it now cool to wear your costume to school and if so what grade did that stop? Because hmm. I um, definitely for- remember wearing mine to school. Oh, yeah. No. So for me, I went to a uh, <laughs> Southern Baptist uh, private, like, Christian academy. Oh, that's right. Um so that was not allowed. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, uh, that wasn't allowed. And so I was there all the way up until middle school. And so by the time you're in middle school, it's not cool to wear your Halloween costume, um, you know, there. So I unfortunately went through a phase in middle school into early high school where I was just like, you know, I thought I was trying to like be cool. Um <laughs> And I just, but I like, I still dressed up, but like, I, I hit it, if that makes sense. It was like that point where it's like, oh, you're too, like, we're too old to trick or treat. Da, 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 da. And I'd be like, yeah, we're too old to go trick or treat. And then like on the side, I'm like taking my little sister out trick or treating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. I mean, elementary school for sure. We had the, we had the little parade where you go around in a circle. Well, you had parties too, right? There was a Halloween party in class. We had Halloween parties in class. The parade was the big deal because your parents would come and take your picture at the parade. It was like, you know, my kids were cool as hell. Um, Middle school, you know, people still did it. um, But it was, it was not everyone like, Unfortunately, like a lot of like the nerdy kids, you know, still did it. And then I was in that similar phase of like I was already getting bullied a lot in middle school, and so I really toned down myself 
in middle school because I was getting bullied a lot. And so I didn't dress up in middle school. I dressed up. I didn't even dress up at home. Like I just was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I hate it, you know, and really was like anti-Halloween for a bit because I was just, you know, figuring my shit out, you know, basically and not – um and then in high school, you know, we we had spirit days and stuff and Halloween was the spirit day so you could wear something, you know. So there were a couple years in high school where like a group of friends did like a really low-key costume. But I dressed up in high school like at home, like to pass out candy or to like go to a party or, you know, or we had a party, you know, my, my mom did or whatever. So I would be here dressed up. But um, – at school, it was – I would say middle school. It probably died for most of us, I think, because that's when you get into, like, everyone being too cool for everything. <laughs> and then you realize you're an idiot. It was regional for me. Like, we lived in the panhandle of Texas, and then after the second grade, we moved to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we lived in Texas – Uh, It was this like tiny little oil town. So it was a lot of money in a very small place. And it was very wholesome. And Mm. everybody was into every, like, uh, everybody went all out for everything. Like the high school had bonfires for the football games. And like, you know, all the kids wore their costumes to school on Halloween. Like it was very picturesque. And then I moved to Oklahoma and learned really quickly in the third grade that you do not wear your costume to school. Um, no one likes me anyway, but like if, in case there was a doubt, like that was the nail in the coffin. Um, and then, yeah, like nothing at school for a long time in middle school, you transition to like Halloween dances instead of Halloween parties in your classroom. And even then no one dressed up. It was just a dance. Um, and then college hit and it was like full on costume parties, as many as you could go to. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So good times. Um, let's see. What's my next question? Oh, so we talked a little bit about in this episode about like destruction of property and how we feel like that's kind of shitty because we enjoy decorating. Did anybody have an experience of like... Maybe it wasn't you, but, like, the people you were with, like, any, like, pumpkin smashing, like, shenanigans. Oh, absolutely not. That, no, that's never. not religious to me. No. Same. Same. We're all on the same page. I don't know. I heard about it. I know it happens. I just, oh, yeah. maybe I wasn't that, like, badass or, like, I didn't have, like, bad enough friends to, like, I don't know. I'm never on board for that. Um, okay. Uh, last question. Is Haunted Mask still relevant? Or does it become kind of like the tuxedo scene in Carrie where they're all like shopping for tuxes with ruffles down the front? Um, and it's very dated, but it, like it's part of the DNA of that scary story kind of genre. Like, is this TikTok generation ever going to get it? No. I think it's going to be, it's going to be parents like you who pass it 
to their kids and hopefully they appreciate it, you know, in some way. But I know a lot of parents I mean, who do not take their children trick or treating and don't even try. Yeah. But why? Like, what's the reason? Do they have a reason? It's a, it's kind of a. It, again, it might be regional. Like I live in rich white America in Colorado. Um, but mm-hmm. like, it's the same parents that don't do sleepovers. It's the same parents mm-hmm. that um, consider themselves like enlightened and like doing things in a different way. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But like, there are some things that are not religious. There are some things that are not political. There are some things that are American traditions. Um, that we enjoyed and we loved and it's hard to communicate that Um, but my children have trick-or-treated every year since birth Mm -hmm. and my son is 12 he's going to be 13 in January he wants to trick-or-treat like he doesn't see an end in sight yeah it um I don't know we're in the and I hate to use this phrase because it's so like I don't know, but like they're we're in a in an in an age where everyone is just chronically online and like everything like nobody takes anything for just being you know what it is now. So a lot of people like you know for example I was actually just watching a few videos about this um today it was a a tiktok creator it's this guy and he puts on this like vintage witch costume or whatever and he's got this song playing this like you know talking about like you know busting somebody upside the head whatever you want to call it and um but he does it in like a uh a way that's like talking about um you know different things around halloween because he's it's funny because he's like you know, dressed in like this witch's costume or whatever. And he's got like a really cheap wig on and heels and it's funny, right? Funny. Ha ha. Um, and so he made the, the comment about like, you know, he played the song um, in reference to uh, kids who don't say trick or treat anymore. Like they just come to your door and just like oh. hold out their bags or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. That right. doesn't and fly so, like, at my house. Know. It's trick or treat and thank you, or you don't get shit. I will put that back in the bowl. Right. right. So, like, most of us get that for what, like, the intent was, right? But then, like, you have this whole slew of, like, moms who come in and they're, like, talking about their nonverbal children. And, like, well, my child's nonverbal, so you're not going to be doing anything. And it's like, oh my God, like, y'all are. <laughs> It's like it's that type of mindset that just like sucks the fun out of everything. I feel like is, is this the blue pumpkin brigade? Mm, I, probably a part of it, yeah. We but have, like we have allergies. But now, see, a lot of people have claimed the blue pumpkin, saying that it is specifically for allergies, and then there are people that will say it's specifically for autism, and then there are people that will say it's specifically for my nonverbal child, so that when he shows up at your door and doesn't say trick or treat, you won't, you know, you'll know not to give him any shit about it. Which we've been trick or treating a lot. Some people, very few people, will demand that you say trick or treat, like. Most of the time, they hold out their bags and you put candy in it. Now, I I make my children because I feel like that's tradition and that's part of it. 
Um, but I've never been in a scenario where if they forgot or didn't say, someone gave them shit. Right. Yeah. It it just became a thing where it's like, you know that, like, you know, like, it, this this person didn't caption the video and be like, oh, when a nonverbal child comes up and the da 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 Like, that's not what the intent was. Like, you just had to come in and just suck the fun out of everything. And I feel like a lot of the times that's where a lot of these parents, like, um come from and so you end up losing a lot of that um sort of uh tradition and so it's up to you know it's up to the parents who want to sort of um uh, create that space for these traditions to continue like you know like if i had kids which i don't but you know it, it would be something where it's like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to watch, like, we're going to, tonight is going to be Halloween Town night, right? And then, you know, or like Hocus Pocus or Goosebumps or whatever. And like, you know, we're going to continue that. And so. I think it very you know, much depends on way, your, on your personal, like, views of Halloween, but also your memories of Halloween. Like. Yeah. My my husband is ex- extremely like he was raised very religious. I I know that they did some trick or treating, but it wasn't like a thing the way Halloween was a thing in my house. So I think that like when people have different experiences of Halloween from being a kid, it's less important um, to to kind of pass that on and make that into like a super fun thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I wonder, I wonder about ten years from now or fifteen years from now, like what will be the last generation of trick or treating? Yeah, I, I don't think you'll see. I mean, you'll you'll probably see it evolve um, in different ways, and I think that that's something that you know we have to keep in mind too. Like things change all the time, right? Like we're no longer. I'm sure the people of you know. And hundreds of years ago would look at us and be like, oh, they're not carving turnips? Like, what? What is this, right? (laughs) You're not handing out soul cakes? You're getting fucking popcorn balls? What? So, you know, it, you know, things change and evolve, and that's fine, but I do think that there are certain things, you know, that bring us comfort because we experience them so this part of this this you know sort of mindset of like what is nostalgic to us is something that we you know like to pass down and should pass down because it comes from a time where you know we felt safe we felt comfort right and in today's world that is so rare to come by that i think that it's important to sort of bring back and you and to sort of bring back and represent that, you know, innocence, right? And there was a freedom too. Like there was an energy. Like there was something about like getting ready and like putting on the costume and like you're going to run from stranger house to stranger house. You're going to ring that doorbell. Like they're going to give you different kinds of candy. You're going to meet all kinds of people. Like it was, it was a live wire. It was something to do. It was exciting. Halloween was exciting. There was so much on TV. I mean, now there's not very much, you know, in terms of like new content. I mean, there was like new shit every year. You got like new crap on TV every year, movies, specials, you know, it was like, 
I remember just sitting in front of the TV and not wanting to go out because there was like so much stuff I wanted to watch on TV, you know? And it was like a big deal. It was an event. And like, I mean, yeah, like Kenny was saying, I think you just, you find comfort in it and we all still do, you know, and it's up to, we just do it differently now as adults, you know, or adults with children, we just do it different. You know, I still do what I do in a different way you know I go to Disneyland now like that's that's my trick-or-treating now <laughs> as I go to Disneyland and trick-or-treat with a bunch of adults in costumes and like it's fun because it is a lot of adults and there's a lot of kids there too but it's surprising how many adults just go and you're able to you know get really dressed up and you know actually trick-or-treat and you know feel like you're having that experience again and see everybody else in costumes and be like I like your costume and I like your costume and da, 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 da. and it's like having you know it's definitely having like that childhood experience again and you know that's why we do it like it's it's too much money and you know whatever but it it definitely it transports you back to that place and you know it's it's a nice place to be especially in this shitty universe <laughs> sometimes so yeah I think it's just up to parents to pass it down and I don't think it'll ever end I think there will always be some iteration you know of it and you know as they say everything old is new again so you never know like in a few years you know we could loop it back and it could be the thing to like go trick-or-treating I mean I remember when COVID was happening and parents were up in arms that they couldn't trick-or-treat and it's like since when do they care that they can't, you know, it's like, cause yeah. it was taken away. Oh, it suddenly became this like my child must trick or treat because it was taken away, you know? So you realize. But I love seeing like all the candy shoots that people came up with where like they could like yeet candy at the kids from right. like six feet away. It was great. Yeah. No, people got really creative, it. which was awesome. And I think, you know, in the years since COVID, Last year we had a lot of trick or treaters, you know. So we did we did normal trick or treat. Came yeah, to the door. It's up. And I felt like we had a, a good, you know, our neighborhood's really pretty good anyway. But I felt like we had a good turnout considering, you know, COVID. We didn't know what was going to happen, you know, the next year. So I felt like we had a good turnout last year, and it's always fun. And you know, I love handing out candy now. Like you know, I mean, I that's like fun for me to see everybody, you know, dressed up and all that and see dogs in costumes <laughs> you know dogs are the best so dogs are the best <laughs> so yeah it's and cats but cats don't go out so <laughs> they can't go out on tr and trick or treat but uh, yeah i think it's just going to be it's going to be different but i think there'll always be something you know something well, real quick before uh, Danielle closes us out here, I've got a couple little tidbits of trivia about our uh, episode that we talked about today. Um, and I, if you go to the um, did you know portion of IMDb, these will pop up. Um, and it says, according to R.L. Stein's autobiography, during the filming of The Haunted Mask, the crew was going to use a rubber worm in the scene where Carly Beth bites into the sandwich and finds the half chewed worm. But Catherine Long, who is the actress, insisted on eating a real worm to make it realistic. He later revealed that it took 12 attempts with a new worm each time. Wow. Props to her, though. Poor right? worm. I'm just kidding. 
couple little facts. Danielle, can you take us home? All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to Kenny for joining us. Thank that was you, a lot Kenny. of fun. So much fun. fun. Please come um, back. Yeah. Come back. Anytime. And do it again. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks to all the patrons who keep us motivated to keep making our fun and silly show. And we think it's pretty cool. So if you like the show, you should tell a friend and then they tell two friends and they tell and two they friends. And they tell two friends and they tell and two friends. And so on. And so on. Okay. And yeah, we're going to do another one of these. So look out for another one. And it's going to be Welcome to the Dead House, the TV show. We already covered the book on the show. So this is now going to be episode episodic version and we'll have another special guest host and we're also going to have a new fear street episode as soon as christy decides what book to cover if you have a suggestion leave it in the facebook group or on twitter and maybe if she has it in her library she'll cover it because she needs help deciding so yeah but until next time we are out like Carly Beth on Halloween. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.